0: Hello, everyone. I'm Samir Prince, and this is Path of the Pros, a series of video sessions where we sit down with some of the most talented and successful execs in sports and entertainment, learning about how they've got to where they are and what it takes to be a pro in their field. Today, I'm sat with Jennifer Davenport, uh, ex-Chief Marketing Officer of the Houston Texans, and now Chief Marketing and Experience Officer at the Houston Grand Opera. Jennifer, thanks for joining us. Hi, Samir. So we're going to kick off with uh, the same question I always like to kick these things off with. Um, taking us right back to the start, Jennifer, how did you first get into the sports industry?
1: Well, my first job that you know sort of touched sports was working in sports radio. So I was living in Austin, Texas, um, started my career doing marketing and promotions for a top 40 station there, KISS FM, and then had the opportunity to start working on AM 1300 The Zone, which was um, the flagship station for the University of Texas. um, And it was an affiliate for the Houston Astros. So that was when I sort of started thinking about um, the opportunity to work in sports directly. Um, Living in Austin, I, I was away from home Houston was my home and um, sort of the connection that I would make to home was watching the regional broadcasts I would watch the Astros games and talk to my family about it and that was sort of how I stayed connected to home and I would Always see the marketing and promotions coordinator for the sports team on TV promoting the bobblehead nights or promoting the giveaways and the contests. And, and I was like, OK, that's really similar to what I'm doing in radio. Like, I think I can work in sports. And it, it had never really occurred to me that those type of positions existed. And so I um, was able to move from media to sports um, in 2006.
0: Martin, you also went from being what an assistant at a media business to the CMO of a major NFL team and obviously now uh, Chief Marketing and experience also the Houston Grand Opera. That's obviously an achievement that most people can only dream of. What advice would you give to any uh, young people out there that start in their career with those dreams and how they can maybe, um, you know, achieve similar successes to what you have?
1: Well, it was not Quick and easy. You said that as if it were fast transition, but <laughs> yeah, you know, six years with uh, Clear Channel or iHeart. And then in between, I was with the Houston Rockets and Toyota Center. And and that was actually a, a really perfect hybrid job. Like I was able to work on the concerts and the music side. So bringing a sort of what I'd been doing in radio um, into the sports world, working for the Rockets on their marketing, promotions, events and advertising and then it was 10 years into the Texans um, that I was promoted to CMO. So it, w- it was a, a lot of long uh, hours and weekends and events and everything that led to that point. And one of the things I'm really grateful for in my career is that I, I was I was loyal to my employers. I, I stayed with Clear Channel for six years. I was with the Rockets for five years. And I was with the Texans for 11 and a half years at the end. And, and that always paid off for me. I always was able to build really strong relationships internally. Um, I had great relationships with my leaders and managers and they were advocating for me and promoting me. Um, So the journey was long, but I do have some advice I usually give to um, just out of school. I I try to take as many of those calls as I can when someone hits me up. Oh goodness, now I'm going to get hit up a lot. But when someone (laughs) hits me up on LinkedIn and and is, you know, coming out of school and wants advice, I try to take as many of those calls as I can. And I I give a lot of similar advice. You know, um, if you're not on teamwork online, I always advocate for teamwork online for those level jobs. Um, they have a lot of uh, cross industry of positions that they post and recruit for. Um, and and what I did when I was early on is I would find jobs that I wanted and I, I would print out those job descriptions and I would try to mimic the language of the job description in my resume. And then I would go through and highlight the experience that I thought I was missing from sort of what looks like dream jobs to me. And I would um, try to seek that experience, whether it be in organizations, volunteering, uh, part-time jobs. And what I find with a lot of just out of school people is is they don't claim their experience like they, they feel like if it's not a paid job that it's not worthwhile experience to talk about and when I try to dive in when I'm interviewing for entry-level interns coordinators uh, they have a lot of experience just through their school work or through their part-time jobs or through their nonprofit volunteering and so that's a little bit of advice I tend to give when I take those sort of mentoring calls that I that I do love doing.
0: Nice yeah lots of uh, hot tips in there for, for those younger guys and girls that can t- to get into the industry and one thing that I've noticed, Jennifer, specifically with your background is, um, you know, I speak to people on a day to day basis who are always looking to to make a move. And often with that move, there comes relocation. And you've had quite a unique career, you know, without having to relocate very far at all. You've you've obviously been very successful specifically within Texas. Um, what would you kind of put that down to? And is there anything, uh, I guess, any advice or Anything that people can use, um, especially those who can't consider relocation due to personal situations, that may be able to help their careers.
1: Yeah, I did recently have like a a major, like sort of transition moment in my life. Like I I left the Texans and and sort of ended sixteen years plus in sports at the same time as I started a family. So I had a baby, changed jobs, changed industries all at the same time, and and I really was tempted. I, I my family were very open to to relocating and living in other parts of the country and experiencing that, especially now that we have our son, but it just wasn't the right time. And so looking in Houston, I was really intrigued when Houston Grand Opera reached out. I don't think I had ever thought much about performing arts and how similar it would be to working in sports. And so now that I'm at Houston Grand Opera right now, I'm in downtown Houston at the beautiful Wortham Theater. And um it's really opened my eyes to an entirely different population in Houston that I'd been really looking at my mark at marketing and at Houston through the lens of a sports fan. And now to look at it through the lens of an arts fan, I just feel like it's really enriched who I am and my ability to market and to reach unique audiences. And so anyone who's like sort of shopping their own market for their next job, it, it you know, I, I'm, you know, proof that there are so many industries and different places that sports experience can take you.
0: Nice. Love to hear that. And uh, six times, I believe it was, AMA Houston Crystal Award winner for, for producing market disruptive, socially responsible digital campaigns. Uh, talk to us about that. Uh, and I guess any other major achievements that you've had in your career thus far, because I think it's one thing winning one or two awards, but to win it six times, you're, you're obviously doing something right.
1: Well, you know, that's something I learned from Jamie Roots. I was so fortunate to work under Jamie Roots for 10 years at the Texans. And one of his philosophies is why why tell everyone you're great when you can get other people to say you're great. And so he was a big <laughs> proponent for applying for these awards. And anybody who applies for marketing awards knows that they take time and the paperwork and the boards you have to create and the applications and everything. But but at the end of the day, having your work recognized creates pride in all your employees. It creates Pride in your peer group and and for people that are looking around um, in your fan base that you they are supporting an award winning company. So we were always proud to to put forth those um, experiences and those jobs that we had done for awards. And you win some awards and that's r- really really great. But some of my my biggest achievements I think are um, some of the historical moments, like to look back and know that I was part of the game experience and the fan experience team at the Houston Rockets when they went on the 22-win game streak back in the late 2000s. Um, That's something I'll always remember. To know that I was part of the group that did the first ever Ring of Honor at the Houston Texans inducting Andre Johnson, that will be a huge moment in my career. Being part of Super Bowl 51 when it came to Houston and and all the the committee work and the planning that went into that um, are huge. And then personally, I just I'm really proud of some of the workplace advocacy I've done. I, I, I was part of getting a maternity leave policy put in place at the Houston Texans just through demonstrating what that could do for our our staff and our teammates. And I was part of early days of DEI initiatives at the Houston Texans. So just being part of things that create a better workplace and um, things I can do to, to make my teammates proud to work with me. I, I'm really proud of those moments as well.
0: And you can add to that list of being the uh, executive director of the Houston Texans Foundation as well, right? Ultimately, responsible for ensuring a, a $2 million annual donation to the Houston community. Um, I'm sure you're, you're also involved in um other charitable initiatives, uh, knowing you personally. Can you talk to us about, uh, I guess, the positive impact that these initiatives can have in not just in sports entertainment, but I guess the world in general?
1: Yeah, again, sorry to reference Jamie Roots again, but he's just such a big part of my career. And, um, well, I'm not sorry to reference it. I'm excited to reference it, but that was one of the genius things I think he did was partnering marketing and community outreach. You know, he didn't see those as two different verticals. He saw that they can live together and, and that's the best way to do it is, is doing great work and then making sure other people know about it and that then they can be inspired by it and, and sort of uh, want to, to do great work themselves in the community. And so, um, during my time at the Texans specifically, I was, able to be instrumental in the relief efforts we did around Hurricane Harvey um, throughout the pandemic, what we meant to the community and and the things we're able to do, either from an educational point of view or from a distraction point of view. Um, It's just been great to be able to marry giving back with my career in marketing. Nice. Um,
0: And you you spoke about us briefly uh, a moment ago, but you're one of the few people that I know anyway, that have had such an incredible career in sports, taken a shift into a, a different vertical in the uh, in the entertainment space. Um just talk to us about how that's been so far for you, I guess, as a as a general experience.
1: Yeah, it's been amazing. Like I said, for first and foremost, it's really opened my eyes to so many different demographics in Houston that I think I had sort of thought I knew what Houston looked like. And and being downtown, being in a different industry, I've really just been um shocked at how much I was maybe stereotyping or narrowing my point of view. So just coming into the performing arts and the diversity and the progressiveness that exists here has really just done so much for me as a professional and an individual. Um, but there's so much that's translatable. I think I told you at the end of the day, it's still a butts and seats business. And so, um, we're trying to fill up our theater and, um, have, um, as many people come out and experience opera and support the performing arts as possible. It's a different kind of passion. You know, I, I spent some time thinking about this, that with sports, it's, it's everywhere. It's ubiquitous. You know, like you, you turn on your TV, you go through a department store and you see merchandise like sports is everywhere, but to be an opera lover and to be passionate about opera, I mean, you work hard for your passion. You, you are diving into it. You're educating yourself. You're seeking others who are like you. And it's not just everywhere. It's really, truly a passion. Um, And so, there's been some differences and most of it is around lingo and educating myself on what a, what a libretto is and what a sitz probe (laughs) is and it's Sopranos instead of linebackers, but it's, it's very similar in so many ways. At the end of the day, it's about getting people into the theater, creating a great experience um, and, and creating something that they want to come back and be part of again.
0: And what would you say have been the main, um, let's say, experiences, skill sets, attributes that you've taken from the sports property world that works really well in in the live entertainment space?
1: I think the thing that I'm you know, and acting right now that's most top of mind is our subscriber benefits, you know, really supporting the base of supporters and not taking them for granted, like making sure that we're creating value um, for our subscribers, the people who've been with us for one year to 25 years, um, and making sure that their value is beyond just discounts on single tickets, but what are they getting that's um, access? Um, how are we engaging with them outside of our repertoire and when performances aren't on stage? Um, and really making sure that we're um, having them want to renew and, and securing that base. So, that but then we can shift resources and time and, and everything else to focusing on bringing new people in and, and having a robust single ticket strategy because we've secured our base of subscribers. We call them subscribers, season ticket holders, basically.
0: OK, makes sense. Um, perfect. And moving on to the, uh, I guess, final part of the uh, session, the, uh, the hot seat, uh, my personal favorite. Uh, a quick fire round of Would You Rather uh, and we're going to dive straight into it. So kicking off with basketball or football?
1: Well, if I'm honest, it all started with baseball. I, okay. um, my Slight, my dad was a high school, field. yeah, my dad was a high school football coach, which meant he was working all football season. And so baseball was when we took family vacations and would go to the Astrodome together. And so I think I'm going to say baseball.
0: Okay. Okay. That's fun. Uh, social media marketing or televised marketing?
1: Oh goodness. Uh, social media for sure because it's just I can track it and I can have the data to support our decisions. But I'm a sucker for like the Today Show. Like <laughs> when our commercials run in the Today Show, I just get a little giddy. So I don't know. I, I'm I like both. Okay.
0: Uh Texas or New York? Texas. Hometown. Uh Rihanna at the Super Bowl or Beyonce at the Super Bowl?
1: Uh, Lady Gaga. I was at the Houston (laughs) Super Bowl when Lady Gaga dove in from the ceiling. And um, I just I was so happy to be there for that. So I'm breaking all the rules. Sorry. I
0: I need to add in a third option here, don't I? Live concert or live sporting event. And I'll add to that, attending personally rather than uh, for business.
1: I know when going to a sporting event as someone who's worked in the industry, you end up watching the timeouts more than you watch the game (laughs) because you're taking notes on what they're doing and how they're engaging. Um, So I'll say concert because that's truly when I can relax.
0: Uh, July 4th weekend or Thanksgiving weekend?
1: Oh, Thanksgiving is the best.
0: Nice. And last but not by no means least, uh, Forsyth, Barnes or anyone else?
1: Mm, Wherever Samir is.
0: (laughs) All right,
1: Forsyth (laughs) Barnes.
0: Jennifer, really appreciate you joining the session. Um, It's been brilliant having you on. Uh, and wish you all the uh, luck and success at the Grand up Pro moving forwards.
1: Well, you're so kind to ask me to be part of this. Thank you so much.
0: No problem at all. Thanks, everyone, for watching. Uh, Next week, we are sitting down with someone who has held brand side, agency side, and property side roles, uh, who will give us some insight into how she's been able to become the president of an MLS team in a male-dominated industry. I'll see you then.